Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City, and I'm broadcasting today from the bright red desk on a beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. Um, and I'm going to be broadcasting what's coming up for us in the week ahead of September 6th through next week, the 15th, 14th, 14th, uh, 14th 15th. 13th, 14th, in there, the next week. So we're in Labor Day. Hopefully you're having a great Labor Day weekend. Um, this was always one of my favorite holidays because it marks almost my birthday, which is in a couple days. I'm going to turn 6-6 six, six, um, at da, 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 that route, you know, that route 66 that runs through America. Um, yeah, in a couple of days on the 11th. So this is my birthday week. I always love my birthday week. Um, take some time and think about like my next year of life, uh, and hopefully we all look at the week ahead and think about what we're going to be doing. So this week is going to be marked by two planets coming to a stop. Uh, Mars is stopping and turning retrograde, and he is going to do that on the 9th, Wednesday. And uh, Jupiter is stopping, and he is turning direct, and he is going to do that on the 12th. Now, remember, Jupiter went retrograde a while back, six months ago. And he's the first of the COVID clump, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, and Athena. Well, Athena went last week, but he's the first planet. She, she's an asteroid um, to turn direct. So we now go back to March and what we were doing on then, and we kind of go forward from there because that's where the planets are all stopping. Back when they, they, They're heading back to where they were in March. And now we go forward. So it's an important time. Of course, Mars and Aries, uh, Moon was in Aries, rather, and Mars is in Aries. So we've had uh, Aries versus military, and the Sun's in Virgo, which also rules service. So we've had all the hoo-ha going on about what Trump says about the troops or not. And Aries is pretty fierce. Now, as that, so that's the cultural controversy. We're going to watch as Mars comes to a stop on Wednesday. So, you know, the few days before, he's basically parked at the degree he's going to stop at, which is 28 Aries, right? So he's kind of sitting there already. Um, And so what happens is it's kind of like grinding in. And I always tell the story of planets stopping as kind of they have that pivot, you know, they're they're kind of sitting there and they're getting ready to pivot on something. And, of course, Aries is a little aggressive. So one day when I was younger and uh, a bit more stupid, um, I was riding the subway and uh, this woman got, I was with a friend, and this woman got on and um, she had a nose, it was a while ago, okay, it was a while ago. She had a nose ring in her nose. And I cut, you know, and it was one of those ones that hangs underneath, you know, like where it's on both sides. And I kind of looked at it, and I went, wow. I said to my friend, wow, she has a nose ring. That was all I said. I mean, I wasn't saying mean stuff. I was just observing it. And and she looked at me, and I looked at her, and I kind of smiled, right? You know, one of those. And, uh, well, apparently that was not, she was not happy with that. So when she got up to leave the subway, you know, it was one of those. She didn't actually leave. We were all standing up. That's why she could hear me say it to my friend. <laughs> She took her foot and she put it on my foot, and she was wearing a stiletto, and she pivoted on my foot. On actually the same foot that I'm having trouble with right now. She pivoted on my right foot, and I went, ow, 
dialogue, and she kind of smiled at me, and then she walked off the train, right? And that's going to happen this week. Mars is going to kind of pivot on this point, and we do want to watch what he pivots on. He's pivoting on the last degree of Aries, which is a pretty assertive thing. He's hanging out there right next to Lilith, right next to Lilith. And um, he is, you know, Lilith, of course, is a planet that does not want to be subservient. So so she's there kind of being a little bit like, I don't want to be subservient, and you can't say stuff about me. Now, Lilith has a bad reputation. She's a little bit, um, what's the right word for it? She's a little bit assertive. She was Adam's first wife. She refused to be subservient. You know, he talks trash about her a lot if you read about her mythology. But she also isn't in the mood. Now, Mars is trapped between Eris and Lilith. Right? They're both up there. And, you know, he just finished all his work with the with the COVID clump last week, over the last couple of weeks. And um, as he stops, he gets fueled up. Gets fueled up by the feminine. Gets fueled up by the feminine. And um, the feminine that doesn't want to be held back, the feminine that doesn't want to be... Um, told what to do, the feminine, that whatever. So last night as I was going to sleep, and I'm, you know, I'm definitely a Democrat. Uh, Kamala Harris said, I'm not taking the vaccine if Trump rushes it to market. <laughs> and I thought, no, 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 don't go trashing the vaccine uh, until we know what it is. I mean, like, you know, do you, do you think he can override all of the support? I mean, and, and who knows, maybe he can override all of the support of the um the vaccine makers and the government officials and everybody that you, do you think he can actually do that? But you know, she voiced a concern, um, and I, I, wa- you know, we're going to watch for women. And that was an example speaking up because we're basically the five days in till Wednesday, right? So you may find your feminine energies pretty mad, or you may find you're pretty mad if you're a woman. You may find you're pretty mad, or if you're a man, you may find the feminine energies in your life pretty mad. And, of course, everybody has masculine and feminine polarities. So you may be feeling, you know, you can't tell me what to do. I'm not in the mood to hear this. You know, we'll kind of watch for that that kind of reaction popping out, right? So um, it's an important aspect as Mars stops. It's intense. It has a buildup. It's a little frustrating. It is also a passionate. It's also the last degree of the sign, 28, the second to last degree. So any planets you have in 28 are going to be very active um, because they're going to have Mars stimulating them. And, uh, of course, when he's in the last degree, he's a little headstrong. You know, he's kind of like Geronimo jumping off the cliff, you know, or like that woman looking at me and pivoting on my foot and walking off the train. And I was, like, so shocked. I, I didn't I didn't know what to do, but I was like, wow, she has a nose ring, <laughs> you know. So also, be careful what you say, you know. Be careful what you say in the world because it can amplify, it can spread, it can get bigger. These energies are very strong, and of course, it's Aries, it's the military, right? Aries, it's action. Aries, it's the police. Uh, you know, so here in New York, we have, I think it's the police sergeants tweeting. You know, one of the one of the Congress, the Senate, you know, the local congressional people, not congressional, but local people, you know, they're they're kind of accusing the New York police of slowing down uh, their arrests, you know, in response to Black Lives Matter 
and being dissed, you know, because we're, we're playing with the uh, police money. We're defunding them. We're not defunding. We're taking a billion dollars. seems like a lot. But anyway, we're, so they've accused them of slowing down. And so the, I think it was the sergeant of the, the, the police sergeant unit tweeted, you know, uh, because that that particular, um, I'm drawing a blank of what they are, but they're like they represent us locally in our town our town councils. That guy apparently is gay, and so he tweeted a homophobic thing. So we could also anticipate with Mercury and Libra um, answering to Venus and Leo, which they both shifted today, um, the fifth, uh, yesterday the fifth. They both are they both are in clarity of conversation but venus is in a fire sign so fiery fiery words fiery communications and just you know be aware we're going to watch for that stuff whether whether trump called people suckers and losers or kamala doesn't want to take a vaccine we're going to hear fiery rhetoric right fiery rhetoric and of course that's always important um because people you know reveal themselves when that happens um so watch for it in your life. You know, it's not just going to happen on the news. Then the other thing that's big that's happening this week is Jupiter is stopping. Uh, and he is stopping and he is going direct. And that happens on the 12th on Saturday. And he's going to station at 17 and go direct and forward. So we have the two planets stopped. Um, and we watched for the five days before Jupiter, which is Monday. So the five days before Mars was Friday, which was when the uh, brouhaha broke up over what Trump called the troops, Aries, Virgo, Sun in Virgo. Um, and then we'll see what the Jupiter, <laughs> the Jupiter stop in Capricorn is, because the Jupiter is trying to the Sun in Virgo, right? And as the Sun approaches the station, we're going to really feel this energy grow. And Jupiter in Capricorn is, you know, what is, it's kind of the positive energy of proper. Like, what's the proper way to discuss things? Um, Capricorn, of course, is, Jupiter doesn't like Capricorn, and every time it's in the year of the rat, which is what this is, think about it, rats, and no apology to rat people out there, uh, rats bring plagues, right? Um, bubonic, all these things. So Jupiter and Capricorn is very much associated with plagues or illnesses, you know, kind of amplifying Usually it's the big cold years when people get really sick. It's often good for uh, the older people um, leaving. You know, of course, we've been having that. Um, so as he stops and he goes direct, we're going to see him uh, bring to light stuff. Plus, he's now back to where he entered his shadow, which is uh, March. So we're going to be going back and looking at back at when March, when, when the lockdown happened, and ostensibly we're saying, okay, you can go back to school. Jupiter rules education and teaching. Jupiter also rules higher education, so we have a lot of the colleges having large uh, virus outbreaks. But he also is stationing somewhere in your chart at, at 17 Capricorn. And now he's going to retrace his steps um, and go back over it for a third time. So this is a very big week because Mars and Jupiter – are um, both stopped. We had, Last week we had Athena stop, so we learned stuff and figured out things. We had aha moments. Plus we had that hammer of Thor. However, that showed up in your life, showed up in my life. Um, I didn't actually anticipate I'd been a hammer, but apparently I was. 
<laughs> and I was like, ooh, I'm sorry, I'm a hammer. Uh, didn't mean to do that. Um, apologies, apologies. So, uh, because it was someone who I'd kind of taken unaware and I had not intended to hurt their feelings. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the energy is really kind of interesting. Um, not easy, but not nearly as hard as it's been. But also whenever Mars stations, and Jupiter is like the happy part of it, right? When the Mars stations, we get very fierce. We get very intense. We get very passionate. And he's also stationing opposite Libra, um, Juno. Juno's in Libra, the sign of partnerships. So a lot of relationships over this last month, since July 25th, when Mars went into Aries' shadow, a lot of relationships have had some bumpy patches. And, of course, the hammer of Thor was like, I can't take it anymore, I have to change, or I'm going to go do this, or whatever, right? So you want to look at everything that happened from July 25th to September 9th, because that's what you're going to be working on, figuring out, revising, redoing, adjusting, saying, hey, how about if we do blah, 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 between September 9th and November 13th, right, while Mars is retrograde. So in my case, July 25th, right the day before I got sick, so I canceled August, basically, didn't see any clients, was in bed for a couple of weeks with the COVID thing, and then low energy, and normally I read, you know, on a, on a weekend, I can read 10, 11 people. I work at 11, start at 11, and I finish at 11 at night. And I, I can't do that right now. I don't have that energy. I can make about five clients, four clients, and then my body goes, okay, we're done now. We have to stop now. And uh, so I have been rescheduling people into, of course, that period from September 9th through November 13th when I'm going to read all the people I didn't read when Mars was in his shadow. And natally for me, Mars uh, is in the house of astrology and on the nodes of fate. So you also look at where your natal Mars is. So my Mars is in the 11th house in Capricorn, the sign of work, and in the 11th house of my astrology clients. So um, because I've been doing this podcast with Amanda, I've gotten a bunch of new clients, which are different than reading old clients. You know, if you've read somebody before, it's a different energy, at least how I feel it. So I'm like, oh, my God, i got five, seven new clients today. <laughs> And normally that would make me dance around the living room and be really excited. And now it makes me go, um, let me look at their charts and see which ones I'm going to, you know, which ones I'm going to give more energy on. It's really been an interesting process because I've never thought about that before. I've never thought, gee, how much energy do I have and how much can I give? Because um, Mars is energy, right? So that's been an interesting process for me. So I know what I'm using, my, res my, my Mars retrograde. Read all the clients that I've moved and canceled and postponed and re readjusted because I didn't have the energy. Because I don't, you know, if I charge you money, I don't want to give you a bad reading. You know, it's personal pride. I'm a Virgo, man. i got to do a good job. So understanding that we're all going to be looking at that energy of where, where wherever we have Aries in our chart, that area has been hot for us since July 25th, and it is, um, in my case, it's in my clients getting an occult service from me. <coughs> Excuse me, transiting Mars, right? So we all have it somewhere, and now this week we're going to go backwards. The Jupiter, we are back at March. We are back you know, going through opening, reopening. So last week, 
Mayor de Blasio, when we, we were back in March, he was getting yelled at by the teachers' unions and the parents and all these people to shut the schools, shut the schools. And he didn't want to. So now he's like, we're opening the schools, we're opening the schools, and now they're all yelling at him again, saying, don't open them yet, don't open them yet. So, you know, it's an echo. You can kind of watch, you know, that's the beauty of astrology. We're watching the echo, and we're watching it and understanding it on a different level. Um, and so that's the other piece. Now, the good news is Mercury got out of Virgo, so he's not nearly as critical and fussy as he's been. So that's helpful. He shifted yesterday. But he is precise. Mercury in Virgo is precise, right? So believe that military story about Trump. And then Venus left Cancer, which is defending the family, defending the country, and she went into Leo. So calling people um, suckers and losers because they died in a war. And, I mean, he's called John McCain a loser a few times. He doesn't, he doesn't like people that are captured. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's kind of rude. So that, that whole energy, and then, of course, because I guess Stars and Stripes was picking on him, which is the military people, he said, I'm going to cancel it. And then this thing happened, and he's like, okay, I'm not going to cancel it. You know, it's just, it, it, it's crazy making, but it is the astrology. You know, it's, it's so alliterative, uh, illustrative, rather. Um, so the idea is, okay, you know, what's the vision? Where are we going? Um, and as the sun comes in, sun is also going to be coming in to oppose Neptune this week. Um, and it's going to be very idealistic. And it's going to be exact on the 11th. And so sun opposite Neptune is, you know, what is that vision of how we how we do things? You know, what is our understanding of what's important to us? Um, what is our dream? You know, what's our dream? How are we working with that dream? So that's also a nice, juicy one. Venus and Leo is speaking to us about what our heart's path is. So last week when, when, when she was in cancer and she was feeling really sensitive and perhaps separating from some folks, um, that's part of her journey. Now she's in Leo, so she's a little bit more playful. So that part is helpful. Uh, of course, we're in Labor Day, so today the moon goes into Taurus. Today's Sunday, and it's in, in Taurus today and tomorrow the 7th, and it goes void at 8.47 in the morning on Tuesday morning. So today and tomorrow, really nice days, good Taurus moon. Then uh, we go into Gemini. At uh, We're void all day on the, the 8th. The moon is void all day, but it's in void in Taurus, so that's helpful. Then it goes into Gemini on the evening of the 8th, uh, Tuesday night, 5.28 p.m. It's in Gemini on the 8th, the 9th, uh, the 10th, and it goes void at 12.48 a.m. on the 11th in the morning, right? you know, uh, midnight-ish, 12.48 a.m., with a sextile to Mars. Now, that also means that the Mars retrograde has a moon in Gemini. Like, we cast a chart for when the planet stops. And Mars stops at 6.22 p.m., but it is stopping with the moon retrograde in Gemini, which means we are going to have crazy, crazy back and forth, two sides, this, that, Gemini energy uh, with the sextile to Mars, right? So um, with the Mars retrograde, which, of course, goes into, because that, that retrograde chart has a moon in Gemini. So it's always important with the Gemini moon to listen to both sides of the story because there always are two. There's always two sides. And so, um, you know, they're going to say this, and then other people are going to say that. And then somewhere in the middle there, there's the journey, there's the story. So think about our court system. 
you know, the idea is you get 12 people in a room and they hear the evidence from both sides and they all have to agree, <laughs> which uh, that they all have to agree that the person did it and is it, and should be found guilty, right? That's the idea of the jury system, innocent until proven guilty, but 12 people have to hear both sides, the defense and the prosecution, and then they have to make their decision. Of course, with Mercury and Mars stationing, we're going to have the movie 12 Angry Men, right? So if you've never watched that, it's really a classic. Um, go watch 12 Angry Men, because it's about the guys locked up in a room in a jury. So we're all going to be, you know, kind of 12 Angry Men this week. Not in a bad way, but the Gemini reality, you know, how do we how do we work with that reality and what we do? And, of course, Gemini is words, right, uh, and how we express things. So... I had a, well, let me finish the moons, and then I'll go into my revelation. Moon went into cancer, uh, goes into cancer on the 11th. That's that's a little bit stressful. And it's in the 11th, uh, on the 11th and the 12th, and it goes void at 8.05 a.m. with a square to Mars. So moon in cancer squares Mars in Aries on the 13th, and then it's void in the 13th from 8.05 until it goes into Leo at 11.32 a.m., and it's in Leo on the 13th, 11.32, uh, the 14th, and then it goes void on the 15th at 11.09 a.m. with the trine to Mars. So this week is uh, trine to Saturn, easy. Um, uh, sextile to Mars, Moon and Gemini sextiles Mars. Two sides to every story. Cancer, a little sensitive, Moon and Cancer square opposite Saturn. And then Leo, which is a nice, happy, happy one, uh, with the moon in uh, trine, moon in Leo, trine Mars in, in Aries. Um, and so when we're looking at this energy, it's understanding that we're we're going to be working pretty well, pretty nice moons. But that Mars in Gemini has a lot of stuff, and the moon in moon in uh, I'm sorry, Jupiter in Libra, Capricorn when he stations, he's going to be stationing on the day the moon's in Cancer, opposite. Saturn. So Jupiter is going to say, yeah, it's okay to let go of this. Yeah, it's okay to let go of that. And actually going to be encouraging that. So that's uh, the the deal. And I forgot what story I was going to tell. So we'll go do the rest of the chart and we'll see if it comes back. So Sun this week um, is in... uh, uh, Sun this week is in Virgo. And it goes from uh, 15 uh, and change uh, forward into 23. Um, he has a trine. Sun, of course, last week was, or Mercury last week was forming a trine to the hammer, the things he'd hammered the week before. This week the sun does. So remember, we had those hammers of Thor, boom, boom, two weeks ago and last week. And then this week, Mercury trined the planets, so there was communication. Now the sun trines, and so the sun figures out what it wants to do about those hammers of Thor. Um, as I mentioned, sun has an aspect to Neptune, so he is passionate about something, right? As he forms the trine to Jupiter and the trine to Pluto over the course of the week. So he's going to trine the Jupiter on the 9th, and then he's going to trine Pluto on the 14th. So he's going through this, you know, this uh, 15 to 8. 22 patch in your chart any planets there so sun and virgo is of course precise likes it the way he likes it wants it organized the way it's organized um and that's important mercury this week runs from 22 libra to 15 libra he's moving very fast two degrees a day 
right? And the highlights for him this week are adjustments on the 12th, where he's adjusting and changing his structure somehow. He's also seeing things he hadn't seen before, because as he moves into Libra, he is going to come in. This week he's going to be squaring Athena, but next week he's going to be squaring the COVID clump, Um, because he's in early Libra right now. So when he gets into Capricorn, he's going to really see you know, how we partner with things, how we work with things, and for good or bad. And it's also a psychological integration, you know. Um, you know, uh, that energy of, you know, when Trump was denying, I never called John McCain a loser. It's like, I, I saw videotapes where you did that, you know. And the best was Fox News. Uh, you know, I love this stuff. They denied it, and then the reporter confirmed it, and then they then they confirmed it, and then they denied it, and then they confirmed it again. So even Fox News is going crazy, right? Um, so Mercury and Leo and Libra is, okay, let's find a proper balance to this story. And any planet between 3 and 15 is going to be woken up and have to have some kind of conversation with Mercury in terms of where he's going. He does... Um, you know, he's in Libra, so he is kind of pushing the energy a little, you know, just like poke, poke, not in a mean way, but um, uh, in a, well, don't you see this? Don't you understand this kind of way? No, that's his job. Um, and then Venus, of course, went into Leo um, really bright and early this morning, so she's in Leo. Everybody should really feel pretty good. We like Venus in Leo. She's not so sentimental. And she's going from um, zero Leo to uh, ten and a half. So her big excitement this week is a hard aspect to Neptune, where she's a little disillusioned. She does have some health aspects this week. So we can anticipate hearing health news um, on the uh, 8th and on the 13th, um, that very, very strong. She also has a hard aspect on the 15th around relationships and how she wants to relate. And on the 15th, she also has a square to Uranus. So think about Venus in Uranus, or Venus in Leo, square Uranus and Taurus. So that's kind of an awakening, an aha moment. As I mentioned before, Mars is stationing on the 9th, and he goes, uh, he stops. So he's basically at the same degree. He's at 28 all week. He stations at 28.08. He's at that degree. He's at 28.03 right now, so he's like five minutes away. So he basically parked at 28. Any planet you have at 28, very activated. And then on the 14th, a lot of separation and relationships changing and shifting. Jupiter is also semi-square uh, series on the 12th, which is a lot of energy around, and he's at 17, stopped at 17.24, and he stations and goes retrograde. Um, so Jupiter's semi-sesquiquid series has a whole energy about how we nurture stuff. And then Saturn square Juno um, happens on the 6th, so there's a lot of looking at relationships and deciding what we want. Remember, the whole point of this COVID clump with planets in Capricorn is designed to make us look at the structures in our lives and decide which of those are helpful, which of those are not so helpful, and why we want to keep some and not others, or which of those we want to keep. And um, we enter the next chapter of this now uh, as we lead, as those planets all station, they, they went, they hit, they all got together in March, Mars too, we shut down the economy. Uh, shut down the world, whatever happened for you in March, and then other other things too, because other things could have happened. And now, as Mars goes through them, stops, and then he's going to go through them retrograde, they're all going to stop, 
and say, okay, let's go forward again. So, you know, when people talk about a second spike, that's why they're talking that, because the planets are stopped at where they were in March, and they're saying, okay, now we're going to go forward again, and that was when, you know, it bloomed the first time. And they're being, it's being stimulated by Mars. And, of course, Mars says, go back, go back. What was going on? Go back, go back. So all these, it's an interesting mix and swirl. But in your own life, you know, the story, the drama, the the stuff that started burbling in March but then really reached a bit of an uh, active, like, I have to take action, I have to do something crescendo on uh, this month, July 25th through September 9th, now you get to go back and redo it, revise it, rework it, revisit it, you know, and shift it into some new chapter. And that's the energy of the week. So it's a nice energy, uh, but it's intense, not not hammering on you, but asking you to make decisions based on all the stuff that you've been going through since last March and all the stuff that came to light since July 25th. So it's a combo, combo week. Action required. Opening square is a crisis of action. I need to do something. And I hope you do something. And I know I'm going to do something. And I wish you all a great week. And, um, yeah, so uh, it's a biggie. But fun. It's a, it's a, um, it's, you know how like when you get to the end of a chapter and it's time to go to bed, and then you have to think, do I put the book down and go to bed? Uh, or do I keep reading? And you go, no, no, I'm going to go to bed. <coughs> I sneezed, so that's true. Put the, You're putting the book down this week. You're going to go to bed. And then you're going to get back up and go, okay, now I know what I want to do. But, you know, that moment where it's like it's really exciting, but I'm really tired. And I have to do something tomorrow, so I probably should go to bed. But, boy, would I like to keep reading. But, no, I have to put it down. So it's that kind of week. Um, and who knows, maybe you're going to stay up and read for another hour and be a little tired in the morning. That can happen, too. So take care. Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk. And I did not remember what story I was going to tell you. I have this thing with my brain now where it's like there and then it kind of drifts off. It's not brain fog, but if I don't tell the story when I think of it, it's zoomed off into the distance. So a little bit too much Neptune. Uh, so take care, big hugs, and have a great week. Ann Ortley, bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.